Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash profane arguments, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Okay, welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for March 28th, 2017. Uh, we stream live on YouTube on Tuesdays starting around 8 p.m. If you want to listen live, you can uh, tweet us at ProfaneArg and we might respond. Uh, you can also listen to the fully edited show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen, but we actually record at 9 p.m., not 8 p.m. Did I say 8? You did. Wow. Okay. Hey, we record at 9 p.m. Good on you. I was just going to let that slide. <laughs> this is Ian. <laughs> Sorry, I've lost where we were. <laughs> it's okay. We just kind of jumped there in the middle. So we are missing someone this week. Jared is not on. I believe today is his birthday. I agree. Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. So if he does listen to this, happy belated birthday. Because you won't listen to it on his birthday. I mean, no. it just... I'd just be reckless. <laughs> uh, so this week, we're going to talk about several different things, some updates in the state news, some different state laws that are going on. And of course, I don't think we can possibly get away from the Trump stuff going on. <laughs> but uh, but first, I did, I did have a question. We're going to skip the uh, Bible question since Jared is not with us. But uh, I did have a question, and I, I thought this was an interesting article. The question is... Can religious charities take the place of the welfare state? By the welfare state, you mean like um, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security doesn't really count for that because you pay into it. You mean that that is defined as the welfare state? Um, I well, yes. I mean, this is not my question. It's from the article on the Atlantic, but yes, that is what they mean. The uh, the idea being, and I've heard this argued by several Republicans that. You know, our tax dollars shouldn't be going to uh, support people who aren't working. It should be charities and the religious charities specifically who take up that slack. And so this article on The Atlantic I thought was interesting. And I was wondering what your opinions were, if you haven't looked at the article yet. <laughs> I, I, I haven't. I would I would lead with why, why not? Why do we hate the poor so much? <laughs> like what about them is just so – repulsive that helping them is something that we should absolutely not be doing. Well, there, it's the whole Ayn Rand idea that, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <sighs> you lost me at Ayn Rand. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think uh, you, you're on the right track. What about the people that can't? I mean, sure, there are some lazy people out in the world. I get that. But there are a lot of people that can't work. They are physically disabled. They're mentally disabled. There's no work to be had, whatever the reason is. Why do we expect that religious charities can fill that gap when past history demonstrates completely and fully that they don't and won't? Yeah, I think the religious charities at a, at a maximum are providing – I mean, there's there's some, you know, housing. There's some, you know, clothing and some, you know, food, shelter, that sort of thing. But right. it's, and it's really bare minimum. It really is. And it's in exchange for accepting their dogma. Right. Sure. It's not, you know, hey, these people are in need. We'll help them out. It's, hey, if these people who are in need see us helping them out – Maybe they'll want to get on board with what we have to say about religion, and that's that's not that's not fair. And I'm with Karen. What about the, I know that there is this fantasy that 99 percent of the welfare system is exploited by people who are living high on the hog and they're just unwilling to work because they're milking the system for all it's worth and they're just living off living off the the backs of of the hard working american and that is absolute fiction yeah that is they are such a minority percentage in that pie it's it's almost shocking well it, it's the same thing that they, the the same problem they ran into when they decided they were going to drug test people that right. um 
were on welfare. So they spent millions of dollars and caught, what, one, two people? I forget where it was. I was reading the article. Florida, probably. Right. I'm fairly sure it was Florida. <laughs> um, yeah, they caught two two people, I think it was. And they spent $1.2 million or something ridiculous. Right. So that was cost effective, obviously. So this idea that people are just sitting on their ass because the government will give them phones and, and free stuff is nonsense. Most people would much rather work. There yeah, are, being poor is no fun. No. There are a few people out there, I'm sure, that are, you know, having more babies because the government gives them more money if they have more babies. But that's not, by any stretch of the imagination, the, major the majority. No, no. And you're right. You're right. I have, you know, I, I have a wife who is a social worker. So I've, I've seen all all sides of this picture. I've, you know, seen lots of people trying to better themselves. I've seen people that tell her that, uh, you know, they can't afford to buy dinner while they're, you know, sitting on their couch playing their Xbox One on mm -hmm. their new flat screen television. I'm like, damn. It doesn't make any you sense. Guys, yeah, yeah we're going to say, <laughs> clearly there are some bad decision makers out there, but I, I can't stress enough that they are not the majority. They are barely, <laughs> they're barely the minority. They are, they are a small, small subset. Right. And it also speaks to, you know, te teaching people how life skills. I mean, you teach people how to have a budget and they don't go and buy the silly TV. Not that they're expensive anymore, but no, but that's a different argument. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I don't. Uh, where are they suggesting that the way that we reappropriate these funds? Right. I, well, the wall, the military. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Gosh darn it. <laughs> so the article goes into it a little bit from, uh, you know, just a money perspective. Duke Divinity School professor Mark Chavez did a study and found that 83% of congregations have some sort of help the needy. In mm -hmm. their community, but uh, the median amount of congregation that congregation spent on the social social service programs was around fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're buying uh, you know a warm meal and you know some some tents. This is this is not and plus it's it, n none of it is geared towards helping people raise themselves up. It is geared towards getting a roof over their heads and feeding people because that's you got to cover the fundamentals first. Government right. has a, a role in teaching people and getting them so they're not a drain on society anymore. And that's the thing that is is often missing. And religious organizations, they don't have the money to, to do that. I, I give them the benefit of the, the doubt that they're, they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart because Jesus told them to. I, 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 right. For the vast majority of them, I think that is true. But they don't have the money to do anything really useful for looking forward. And compared to the amount of money that uh, the welfare program, food stamps, what what have you, the amount of money that the government can actually apply there is, it doesn't even, the, the, what the churches can do doesn't even compare. It's, no. you know, less than one-tenth of a percent. It's, uh, yeah. And that that's also, I think, uh, another misconception that people get get in their minds that make them, it's hard for them to understand this issue. You know, because they see, you know, some of the the mega churches or the big evangelicals mm. who are traveling in private jets and living these lavish lifestyles. One, zero percent of that goes to charity. Oh, yeah. Two, they are again the, a very, very, they are, they, they are the one percent of the church crowd. Most churches are closing up shop and consolidating because they're just, they don't have the money. There's right. no church money out there that, that, that they're swimming in. You know, it's all like all money. It is controlled by the upper one percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the Tammy Faye Bakers and the, her progeny and right. results are, are not helping the poor. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, the little you know country church out here in some of these small towns in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're doing their part. They're doing what they can, but it's not much because they don't have much. Right. So no, <laughs> the church cannot. <laughs> Yeah, it's a complete false equivalency. There's, I mean, just because churches can provide that and the government provides a, a security net, that doesn't, it doesn't equate in any way. No, agreed. So I know that Karen did. Hey, Ian, did you hear how Arizona was trying to take steps to make us a more of a fascist state? <laughs> no, but I, man, hold on. All right, I'm sitting down. This, <laughs> sorry, Arizona always throws me for just a loop. I don't know what's going on in the American Southwest, but they are – that is a weird state, dude. Mm. They're they're like, hit me up. I'm ready. I can't even <laughs> begin to imagine. The, the state Senate 
passed uh, what they entitled SB 1142, a bill that would allow protest organizers to be prosecuted for racketeering if a demonstration turned violent. So if you participated or organized a protest in the state, you could, and there was violence, meaning somebody from the other side or one of your uncontrolled members busted a window somewhere, you could lose your house. And your they car. could hmm. seize seize all your uh, property. But we're talking f- the fundamental right. Bill of rights number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. So this actually passed the state senate. Of course it did. Yeah. Now the no when uh, I don't have his name up. I thought his last Mesnard. I don't remember his full name. Governor. Oh, there it is. House Speaker J.D. Oh. Mesnard. Yeah. That's why I didn't remember. It's just initials. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's the House Speaker, and when after it passed the Senate, he, what he said was, I have not studied this issue, but the simple reality is that it created a lot of consternation about what the bill was trying to do. It will never be voted on in the House. He just said no. <laughs> so that's yeah. good. <laughs> he's like, it's my job to bring bills forward in the House. That is not going to make it. So <laughs> good job. I mean, because he's also yeah. a Republican. Yeah. It's shockingly sensible. Again, I don't understand how things make it through. I, was this this was a full House vote or a full Senate vote? Yes, this wasn't. It's, yes. it's not like this made it out of a subcommittee or something. No, the the Senate Republicans uh, actually passed it uh, in the state. How could they possibly think that that would fly? I mean, it's I it's, I don't know First Amendment right to organize. I know, and, and it's just so everything about it is so shady. I mean, what's to stop? The state then from sending out their own goons disguised as protesters to create violence at every protest and just right. start racking up the houses. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the sad thing is that the you know the, the forfe- forfeiture laws. We've talked about this in the past, right? This was part of civil for- forfeiture as well. So there was no due process. They were just taking your stuff. It, it wasn't you know prosecuted. It was forfeiture. So you know if you had the audacity to organize a protest. You're risking your house and your car and all of your stuff. It's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It's really scary stuff. And I think, I mean, what we've mentioned before, that a lot of the lawmakers are just throwing whatever they can against the wall and seeing what sticks. They've gone nuts. Uh, That's why you don't give more power to the states. Because they do stupid shit like this. They're mini crazy. (laughs) God. Fortunately, there's a, you know, a a decent Republican in charge of the house. So he went, no, no, no. But at uh, least, at least, Sparks, I don't know anything about the guy, but mm-hmm. at least he made this decision. Yeah. Well, yeah, one, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Because <laughs> yeah. stuff, man, right off the bat, I'm getting bummed out. I'm like, what is going on in this country? I am just getting left behind. I am, we're in another <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah. oh, well. well, I do have a bit of, uh, a bit of good news from Ohio. Skeptical immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ohio actually just passed a ban on conversion therapy for minors. Oh, Oh, wow. Good on them. Yeah. That is good. So, I mean, it should just be logical and straightforward, but hey, we have to recognize that they did something right. Yeah, Ohio. You don't say that often. Yeah, good job. Yeah, (laughs) kudos to them, and that's that's fine. Especially, you know, in that case. I suppose if you're an adult and you want to pursue conversion therapy because you think that's the answer for you then go nuts but yeah banning it for minors is the correct answer yeah yeah agreed on kind of related i did have a a follow-up on another this was uh pennsylvania new kensington we talked about Mm -hmm. the ten commandment monument that was at the uh high school in new kensington is that the one that's been there for years and years and years oh yeah okay Mm -hmm. Okay. it was removed last week so, in theory, it is supposed to be put in front of a Catholic grade school in New Kensington, but it hasn't right actually on. made it there yet. But, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's a Catholic school. Right. so well, Statues are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's more appropriate. Yeah, wow, you're right. Two back-to-back good newses. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad. Uh, since we're in Pennsylvania, so today I got an email from, uh, since, from Bob Casey, our United States senator. Mm-hmm. I who said, know him well. Yeah, he said, thank you for your uh, letter, because I, I sent him a letter about Jeffrey Sessions. And he said, I, I listen to you, and I understand, and I plan on voting against him. I got this today. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got that email today? <laughs> today. <laughs> like, Thanks, Bob Casey. I appreciate it, but you're a little late. <laughs> <laughs> Good voting, but eh. 
I actually got a letter from Toomey. What was that? Last week, in response to the exact same thing, he sent a uh, physical letter through the mail mm. and said, uh, no, I think Sessions is great. <laughs> I don't care what you think. <laughs> but yeah, I just got that last week. I'm like, did, he follow, did he follow it up with, I... Hello? Hello? Oh, where did he We go? lost Ian mid-sentence. We did. <laughs> hmm. Where did he go? I got nothing. Aw. You text him. <laughs> he's still on the. He's still. He's still with us, but there's no. Uh, there's no audio. There is no audio. He's not muted. We miss you, Ian. Come back. I was bluffing <laughs> for a while, hoping that uh-huh. you guys would bounce back. But there oh, you are. There. On. Wait. Yep. Nope, that I you? can't hear anything. I'm trying to see oh, if I okay. can fix it. <laughs> we can, well, we can hear you now. Now texting to him through this fabulous little application we use. Interesting. It's actually putting a pop-up bubble above your head on what you typed. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. I Hello. never noticed that before. Hello. Hello. Can you, Can you hear, us? hear us? Oh. Sounds like a no. Ah. Nope. <laughs> Wait, how did you answer that if you can't hear us? <laughs> yeah. I can hear you now. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey. Okay. All right. Something has, the ship has righted itself. <laughs> no, it's on me. I, uh, I forgot to plug the Ethernet cable into my mm. computer. I was relying on Wi-Fi, and that is not sufficient. Oh, it's risky. Sure. Yeah, it was not intentional. So, <laughs> and it did not pay off. <laughs> so, I'm going to. Uh, you were in the middle of a sentence, and I don't want to cut you off, but do you have any idea what you were saying? I do. I was going to say, I didn't know if the letter from Pat to me followed up with, P.S., I plan on selling all of your personal <laughs> internet information for profit. <laughs> oh, that's not, not funny. <laughs> oh, no, because it's happened. I know. Bastard. And he was like, yes, approved. So I actually didn't hear that. That uh, that passed, did it? Um, I think. So. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, vote check. W- that vote was today, yeah, I think. Um, oh. Well, yeah, was- I thought it had the the 50, uh, 51 votes that it needed. Yep. But I'm not sure. I, I better follow up. I just assumed. I saw a lot of press releasing Pat Toomey and other people's names, letting us know that he was, in fact, responsible for this, along with several of his cohorts. Yep, it looks like the future of online privacy is now in President Trump's hands. So, so that's not good. That makes you feel wonderful, yeah. doesn't it? So they're sending him a build sign and it will... VPNs for all. Get your VPNs early and often. There are many to choose from around the internet, so... <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of sad. Yes. So what about the argument that if you don't have anything to hide, then you shouldn't worry about that? What? They're so, not... They're not- they're not collecting it for security reasons. They are collecting it and then reselling it to advertisers so that they can target me. This is true, but <laughs> well, do you have something to hide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, yes, lots. <laughs> I, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here because I, I am a great proponent of internet privacy. I no right to know what I'm searching for on the internet. There's no need for anybody to have that information. Right. To target ads definitely doesn't, Right. Oh. Definitely doesn't need to be sold to a third party. That's just inappropriate. Mm. Uh, bummer. Just the rich getting richer. I think so. I would hope, my hope is that sometime it would be addressed in the future and it's not a, you know, complete cliff fall, but we can actually recover from it sometime. I mean, certainly not under Trump, but yeah. hey, who knows how long he's going to be in office. So. <laughs> True. But we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to follow up on the Ten Commandments, since we were having a couple of uh, good news stories, Oklahoma House advances bill to put Ten Commandments displays in public areas. Oh, that's not good news. No, it is not good news. I, since we had a couple good news, we can now take, take <laughs> right. back. So this basically qualifies that you can put up any sort of monument as long as it allows, quote, historically significant documents. What? Yeah. Now... This is, but the guy who's doing it, uh, John Bennett, who is the state representative, um, he made it quite clear that this is his way of getting the Ten Commandments wherever he wants them, but or wherever anybody wants them. There's no historical record of those. No. What do you mean? There's the Bible. That's, That's not, a, not a historical document. <laughs> it's not a textbook. That is correct. <laughs> However, he basically made it worded that way because as uh, Kevin Calvey he said, it's unlikely that the law could be used to erect a monument to Satanism because our I don't think our country was founded on Satanism. So they're not historic. Nothing could be a historical document for Satanism. <laughs> but the Christian ones are. 
I, this is a world apart. I have no idea how this mentality works. No. Well, besides the fact that, you know, Christianity had nothing to do with the founding of our country. But let's just nothing. set that aside. <laughs> but I like the bit about the Quran. The Quran need not be included because he said Islam did not pay a significant role in the founding of America. In the founding of? No. But there were plenty of, of, of Muslims around at that time. So, uh, no. Yeah. Historic document. <sighs> Again. Well, in any case, another good reason not to go to Oklahoma. Uh, sure. Yeah. I don't think I needed another one, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I am just going to have to really. <laughs> this is a podcast to listen to if you want to limit your travel. I will. That, that's that, that'll tell you what's safe to do. I'll just keep it to to my usual travel. My my one day a week where I drive my son to go visit his grandparents in State College until like today. My mm. radio in my car. Stopped working. It was a catastrophe. Oh, no. I've no. never been so tired in the drive. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> killing my... It was just all sorts of face slaps to keep me awake on the drive home. I mean, if there was some sort of alternative, perhaps some audiobooks to listen to, <laughs> I, I really probably would have done a little bit better. If only I had known that there was a way that I could go online, download them to some sort of device, and then play them in said car... It would have been better than having to listen to Wheels on the Bus <laughs> 20 wow. times on the ride home. Sorry, oh. it's the only CD I have in my car. <laughs> that is torture. It was something. So as far as that segue goes. <laughs> Not too shabby. For you. Yeah. So, so that you don't suffer the way I do, brave listeners of the profane argument. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, you could enjoy such books as The Greatest Story Ever Told So Far, Why Are We Here by Lawrence M. Krauss, Islam and the Future of Tolerance, a Dialogue by Sam Harris, and Majid Nawaz. Yes? Majid. Majid Nawaz. Yes. Majid Nawaz. All right. To download your free <laughs> audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash profane argument. Yay. Yeah. So I've actually, uh, I've actually, I'm very familiar with both of those books. I, I haven't, haven't had the chance. I just saw a lecture by Lawrence Krauss on the greatest story ever told so far. And, um, wow, mind blowing, completely wow. mind blowing. Yeah. You have to be able to like really pay attention because, I mean, he's a theoretical physicist and mm -hmm. it's, it's sometimes it's hard to keep up with, you know, cause I'm not. Sure. <laughs> but uh, he does, he pretty much, he tones it down into, you know, layman's terms for the most part, but incredible. He, he is, he's one of my favorite speakers. He's animated, he's articulate, he doesn't wander off into dark corners, he's just an interesting person to listen to. And every now and then he makes a political crack and it's pretty good. <laughs> well, it sounds he, worth investigating. Because yeah. as uninteresting as it was, my story was legit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't doubt it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> It made me sad, but I did not doubt it. <laughs> uh, so the next thing that we have is national news. We're moving on. The uh, This makes me so sad. Oh, uh, even House, sadder. The House Science Committee, they're having a hearing next week to challenge mainstream climate science conclusions. Chaired by Lamar Smith from Texas. You guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> They're, uh, they're calling it climate science assumptions, policy implications, and the scientific method. And I think <laughs> that's so they're titling the hearing Liar. not true climate change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I don't get the, I mean, so from, from what we've gathered so far, I mean, the big petrochemical companies figured out a lot, a lot earlier than it was publicly known that carbon dioxide was, was impacting the planet. They have known this for a very long time. And some of them are even on board now with green energy and stuff. But for some reason, the Republican Party is absolutely hell-bent on pumping out as much carbon dioxide as humanly possible to maximize the amount of climate damage. I mean, do they really understand what it is that they're doing? I don't no. think they care. But they have <laughs> – they're, they're all about grabbing what you can before you go. <laughs> but a lot of them have children and grandchildren, sometimes ah. a lot of them. They're just going to move them to the center of the country and hope for the best? I mean... I guess. They, they have to. I mean, they, they know they know, you know, because they, they try to keep it secret. But you know that at least Tillerman's been exposed to tons of research on this. Absolutely. All those years with ExxonMobil, he knows more than most people, I bet, about climate change. 
But what is the point of gathering up all the money if half of the country or, you know, a lot of the coastal areas of the country are going to be underwater? Well, we were watching something the other night. It was estimated that, you know, within 10 years, a billion dollars worth of real estate in the Miami area is going to be underwater. That's in a decade if we keep going this way. That's crazy. Hey, did you – I was going to say, do you not see the color of the voter maps? Yeah. (laughs) What (laughs) – of course it's the GOP. What – what has the what has the Clinton archipelago done for real America lately? <laughs> they can get tossed into the ocean for all they care, and then it'll just be the heartland of this country. Yeah. Will be this country, but uh, I mean, Mar-a-Lago will be underwater. There's, you know, he should care about that. He, he. I mean, yeah, Trump actually had a thing where he wanted to put up a seawall, was it, to yeah. protect his some Miami pro- I don't know if it was Mar-a-Lago, but some Miami property because it was getting encroached on by water. So he has used the, the climate change is hurting me argument to put up an unsightly wall. And yet this is the kind of nonsense that they're doing. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but the previous administration was devaluing workers with their policies. What? So, yeah, they're not, they're not uh, you know, placing any value on the coal miner or the people who work on oil rigs. And so we have to undo that. That's a- what uh, that's what Trump said when he signed to uh, was it today or yesterday? I don't know. Mm. I can't keep track. The executive <laughs> order uh, Tuesday today. Mm. He went to the EPA and signed an executive order that basically undid a lot of what uh, President Obama had done to aid in climate change. Uh, and they did it at the EPA, like just <laughs> just rubbing the salt in as much as he can. Yeah. Job-killing yeah. regulations. Yeah. I don't think there are very many coal miners that actually want to be coal miners. They just want decent jobs. Train them for something else. Coal mining is a shitty, shitty job. Let and them- I, don't even, I don't even think we need to, to go with that argument. I mean, the, uh, the argument being, well, these are coal miners. Now that they can't mine coal, they're out of a job. Well, you know what? I have to go to training and learn new stuff for my job all the time. I work in technology. Technology changes every six months. You you can't just be stagnant in my business. Why should we expect that the coal miners should just never have to learn anything else ever again? I don't know. Because of job-killing regulations, right? <laughs> I lost my job at the stagecoach factory a couple months back because of goddamn Obama <laughs> and these job-killing regulations. Man, coal is just not useful. No. It is not useful anymore. We have to move on from that, and we have to prepare the infrastructure and the workforce to move with us. We can't just keep lingering. No, I mean, you can't. Uh, you, you and climate change. <laughs> there are these towns in, in Appalachia that live in the 40s, in the 1940s. They have, you know, no internet connections, no cable TV. They've, they've, or some of them have internet. But um, it, it you, you can't just – you're exactly right. You can't just stay in without – Moving forward, you have to advance. You have to learn. You have to change. Find something new. <laughs> Find out what else you're good at. It's got to be something better than digging a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's so many different jobs that could be could be in existence that aren't. And meanwhile, you have um, what's the uh, what's the little island community off the coast of Florida? They 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 had to raise most of their streets afoot Uh-oh. and. And, like, they have been putting millions and millions of dollars into... Like the Florida Keys? It's not the Keys. No, it's one of the barrier no. islands off of Miami. Yeah. Oh. I can't remember the name of it, though. But in any case, they're having that, They're having a groundswell water. Mm-hmm. So water is just coming up out of the sewer <laughs> because they, they they put in pumps all over the place and they're trying to pump it off this. And they've put up... Um, barriers all around their streets and everything but i mean you there there are houses that we saw pictures of that you walk out your front door and there's the ocean now yeah like a foot from your front door and i mean and that again that's that's the other side of you know or the same but different side of the same like discussion here are people whose homes are underwater and they're like i'm not changing i'm not moving too bad yeah. Water, you need to change. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the real estate market has not gone down. I mean, they're, they're all close to the water. That's worth a lot of money. <laughs> you might want to rethink that. <laughs> yeah, they said that uh, they actually were interviewing a couple of real estate agents in, in that area. And they're like, yeah, I mean, everyone knows, but nobody talks about it. Yeah. Nobody even mentions it when you're buying a house. 
I'm like, how how is that possible? How do you not disclose that? How do you not be like, well, where was the ocean, you know, a couple weeks ago? Was it a little <laughs> further away? Well, and, and meanwhile, uh, these are multi-million, do- multi-million dollar housing houses that probably are on federal flood insurance. So we are paying their flood insurance because no insurance company is going to insure them. They're out of their freaking minds. The next time a hurricane hits Miami, which it will, it's just gonna, <laughs> the, all these houses are gone or horribly damaged. So, I mean, it's a complete waste of money. And we get to foot the bill because it's federal flood insurance. Yay. What else you got, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Enough on that. Because uh. Florida's just going away. Well, they should look to um, Holland and they should look to Venice to see what they've done and see if they can get some ideas on how to live with um, water as streets instead of streets as streets. Yeah. Build up. <laughs> Canals. That yeah. sounds exciting. <laughs> A little too classy for Florida, but sounds exciting. (laughs) Uh, So the only other thing that I really have is all of the things about Trump and what's going on in that that world. Mm -hmm. So there was an article on politicususa.com, which at the time I thought was very interesting, and now it just sounds like old news. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) It was entitled that uh, David – sorry, Devin Nunes uh, just may have gotten Trump impeached. And the the reasoning behind that is because he came out and said, well, you know, Trump said that he had his wire stat, but, uh, you know, he's not entirely wrong because the government may have him on tape because they have him on tape because they were they were actually tapping the people he was talking to. So and everyone went, well, who was he talking to? Yeah. Why? And why were we listening to them? Yeah. And Nunes <laughs> yeah. immediately went, ah, never mind. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be yeah, back. Devin was like, no, we're going to take the week off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, today it was all the, the Sally Yates stuff. Holy moly. Oh, were they working hard to block her from giving testimony? So walk me through this now, because it I followed. I had a very busy day today, and I didn't really get a chance to follow the whole thing completely. So walk me through what happened with Sally Yates, if somebody can do that. <laughs> I'm not 100% of the timeline. However, I know that she was the previous attorney general. Before, sessions, uh, before right. sessions, she was fired and supposedly she was fired at the time. They said she was being fired because she would not. She, she said that she would not support Trump's first Muslim ban. Right. And that's why she was fired. However, and this was before sessions was. What's the word? Confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah. Yes. She was fired. But now it's coming out that it's possible that that is not why she was fired at all. But because she was going to testify, she was going to go before the House Intelligence Committee and testify about the Russian connections and with with Trump's administration with well, specifically before it was an administration, his campaign. But so supposedly they fired her for that. And which I don't know where that evidence is, mm. but and then they she she was still going to testify, and they were trying the White House w- uh, was trying to stop her from testifying, and eventually they're like, oh well, okay, we can't stop her from testifying, and when they decided that, Nunes immediately said, all right, well, we're not having a hearing now. <laughs> right, their argument for why they didn't want her to testify was because that any communication she had with the president would be a privileged executive conversation, something like that. So basically any conversation she had with him was privileged and could not be discussed to the intelligence committee. I caught that part of it. Right. Now there is, there is a law that says anyone in the administration who talks to someone else in the administration, that is privileged communication and cannot be used in a court of law, Okay, but it has to be declared privileged communication. But then Sean Spicer came out, what, last night and said, we are not invoking privileged communication whatsoever. Like he was dead set against it. And I have no idea why he said that. Well, it makes it look like they're guilty. It makes it look like they're hiding something. Everything else they do makes it look like they're guilty. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. I mean, I'm sorry, but if I'm president and I'm completely innocent of conspiring with Russia, I would immediately say, yes, hire, get people in here have an independent commission have the democrats put the people together sure like i want to be clear to this immediately if there's nothing to prove yeah get everybody in there absolutely or if you're super duper guilty you get devin nunez (laughs) (laughs) to ruin his career yeah who should be testifying in front of the committee not leading it yeah at this point yeah he should be i mean he so he went to the white house to look at he's saying now that he went to the white house to look at 
some secret documents, which doesn't make any sense. Why would they be at the White House? That doesn't, I don't get that. And then he briefed the president instead of briefing the intelli- the rest of the Intelligence Committee. And he still hasn't briefed the rest of the Intelligence Committee, as far as I can tell. Last I heard, he had not. So there is a building where officials can go to view classified information. If they're not allowed to, to take it, if it's that classified, if it's top secret information, there is a building that houses a ton of that information. And it's it's like not even a block away from the White House. Is it like within the White House security circle? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what the security circle is it's referring to. Well, uh, It's not within the fence around the White House. Okay. Well, is it – so there is a log kept of anybody that visits the White House and who signs them in and who they're going to visit, that kind of thing. Right. And the White House is not releasing that log because that would show who he who, – who let him in and who he was talking to. So he, I think what he was saying was I had to go to this building to look at this classified information – and since I was there, mm-hmm. I just stopped by the White House to inform the person that we're investigating, who happens to be the president, about what's going on and what evidence we have. I mean, we, we should say not necessarily the president, but the president's cohort, if you like. His people are being investigated. Yeah, don't think for an instant that <laughs> Bannon wasn't in the room. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a good point. All right. <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking that's not something you can typically do. You can't typically just drop in the Oval Office and speak to the president. I would think that he's normally pretty busy. Well, except at night when he's wandering around in his bathroom. Yeah, he's, but, yeah. He, I was going to say, he's not especially busy. Nunes isn't just someone, though. Mm. He was part of Trump's transition team. He is he is in this as deep as anybody else that's being investigated. That's why they're having him do the investigation. Sure. And the fact that... You know, when he was like, well, you know, he probably was wiretapped because of the, you know, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and people that he was with were being surveilled. Hmm. The fact that people that he was with is being surveilled is top secret. You can absolutely not say that. You cannot come (laughs) out and say there are top secret operations being conducted in Trump Tower. That's why he thinks he was being surveilled that's a good point so i mean in addition to the fact that the if they if he was being surveilled by this he is either a foreign agent a criminal or i think those are your only two options for these <laughs> for, no, honestly for these to be for for a legal wire because they said it was legal yeah that was also what he he decided to spout right. was that these were perfectly legal so if it was perfectly legal that means that they had a warrant that means that they were either targeting a foreign power the agent of a foreign power, or someone committing a crime. Now, I would not be surprised if it was just him doing business dealings with people in Russia, as opposed to, you know, hey, can you uh, come fix our election? But that as, is- opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to during the campaign, yeah. when there is video footage of him saying, please hack Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Release more of those emails. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. If you can find those 30,000 missing emails. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you will be rewarded by the American press. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I don't know what is the most absurd part of this, and I don't know how it's going to end and what absurdity will take him and his cohort down, because it is all so ridiculous. Oh, it's just so flagrantly criminal. Yeah. It really is. And, I mean, just as a point of comparison, the the Whitewater stuff, the the Watergate, everything. Took down Nixon, yeah. Around around Nixon – was nowhere near what this is. No, oh, no, no, nowhere near. <laughs> there, are, yeah, they they bugged a, a couple of rooms, yeah, in a hotel, and I think they bugged the White House too, which is not kosher. But uh, yeah, this this it, there every day, every day there are multiple every new things, day. right? And that was the other thing. Not it's not like this was a a uh, if if what. Nunes is saying is true. It's not like this was like a, a a freak occurrence. There are, according to him, multiple mm. multiple warrants out there involving Trump. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's involved in so much illegal stuff that they have to. Inv- <laughs> I can't even. I'm dizzy. Yeah. Well, the, I am just. I'm. The, 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 go ahead, please. The GOP, their reaction to it is amazing. They're not concerned about the colluding with the with the Russian government. They are concerned about the people's names being outed. Uh, there's a name 
they call it something specific, but basically being outed. All of these people that were incidentally recorded, their names are being outed. So like, I wonder if um, how much of this was Manafort being monitored because he, oh, he has lots of ties to Russia. Yeah. And so does Flynn. I mean, Flynn now is registered as a foreign agent, for heaven's sake. <laughs> so, it, Dude, he has the White House's full confidence. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. And, until you can prove that he is – until you can prove – that he is, a, you know, a foreign agent. Then he always out because he lied to the vice president. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even wow. he was out because he was a foreign agent. That right. wasn't even the public. That wasn't uh, the level of hypocrisy is amazing. So, I mean, just think about all the Benghazi stuff. You had mm-hmm. Benghazi hearings. What were the thirteen official Benghazi yeah. investigations? Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Most of them headed by Republicans. Mm-hmm. They found nothing. How about we have one? <laughs> Headed by Democrats. Because they're not in charge. Just one. We need McCain and Lindsey Graham and the people that actually have a, 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 you know, a minuscule soul left to stand up and say something. Cause, Don't you, know. you ever say anything <laughs> dirty like that again on this show? <laughs> Shame on you. They're tiny, but they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> we need <laughs> Lindsey Graham. <laughs> it's, it's the topsy-turvy world that I'm talking about. This is the long game that the GOP is playing. Make these nutbags seem sensible comparatively. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, you've got actually Lindsey Graham like going on, like even in his his own his own press release, making fun of the president, yeah. like talking about how the president can't tell the truth. Yeah, and he's Lindsey just Graham joking about just... it. <sighs> so when the, when all this hits the fan. Well, what are the odds that – I mean, Trump so far, anytime he's caught in a lie and anytime he's caught doing the wrong – he just smirks and goes, yep. When this all starts coming out, he's just going to do that same thing. He's going to smirk and go, yep. Look at the tape on my <laughs> president, tie. President, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> I must be doing a good job because I'm president and you're not. He told some reporter, <laughs> like, come on. So he's going to have to be taken out via armed guard. He's not going to leave there voluntarily. I'm okay with that. And there's going to be as long as they shoot Steve Bannon on the way. <laughs> there's also going to be that crazy contingent that will follow him to the ends of the earth that are going to try to quote protect him and That's defend fine. him. Yeah. yeah, I want them to be as vocal as they can so that we know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> but they're crazy, and they've got lots yeah. of guns. Fortunately, our military and police force have body armor, so should be okay. We, yeah, we should be alright. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <sighs> The speed at which this is happening, it's his impeachment is going to be frustratingly slow. <laughs> sure, I can respect yeah, that. that. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's something we should kind of whiz through. <laughs> right, because he's going to fight it tooth and nail. Yeah, right. absolutely. And or at have, least threaten to. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll pro- he'll have you know a hundred of the top lawyers in the country, and, <laughs> and, and not just secret. the top, a hundred of the, the 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 scummiest lawyers. Sure. Well, that's the thing, though. They're all going to be corporate lawyers. I mean, I think some of the missteps that he's made have been at the advice of corporate lawyers who don't really understand that the government doesn't work like corporations do. But it's going to. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, what a good segue. My other favorite shadow agent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just like a third world country, Trump is bringing all of his family (laughs) in to, to make changes to the government. Jared Kushner has... Been designated to run, and I'm trying to find the actual name again. It was, it's something like, uh, it's not Make America Great Again. It's the, no, uh, no, it's the, uh, I, I have, it's, the, I don't want to call it the run like a company. No, I, I got The it. new White House Office of American Innovations. That's it. Yes. <laughs> so run the government like a company. The old run the government like a business. Which doesn't even, I don't even, again, I can't get in that mindset. I can't, I've tried to get there so that I can, possibly argue against it even but the government is in no way like a company no right (laughs) a company is designed to make money you make a product and you make money by selling the product or by off of any other way the whole thing is you make money for your for your board for your investors that is not what the government is there for. The government is not there to make money. The government is supposed to represent the people, enhance the life of the people, and defend the people. Yes. I don't understand. I can't even wrap my brain around this. No, it, does, it doesn't mm. make any And, and I, I don't know about Kushner's past, but, I mean, the business that he's currently in is a family business. So that's a whole other thing. 
I mean, working for a, you know, a large corporation like Exxon, for example, I think we could use that, is different than working for a company who has, you know, somebody like Donald Trump at the, at the, at the lead. All the decisions are made by one person in a, in a company like that, despite the fact, you know, he said that his sons and his daughter make decisions. No, no, no. He makes all the decisions in his company. Trying to run the government like that is super crazy. One person cannot make all the decisions and he's trying to. He, you know, he's trying to put his stamp on everything. You can't do that. Delegation is the key to running government. Got Except to delegate. That new, that new healthcare care bill. He yeah. didn't want to put his name on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I, again, I don't know how, I don't know what they're thinking. I think this is just a, look, I'm a great businessman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the government run as, efficient, as efficiently as my businesses have. And I'm going to have my son-in-law do it. And then as soon as the mic is off, okay, how can we make money out of this? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this this is all about enriching the family. Well, I, and this is a good way to get Jared into the, the spotlight so that he can, you know, become a senator or whatever he needs to do next. Mm. What are the, all the things he's in charge of now? I mean, so he's in charge of securing Israeli-Palestinian peace. Cause, <laughs> oh, my God. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. He's been charged with that because nobody's tried that before. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Again, I, I'm, I've, you know, it's very his, he makes his, you know, affiliation and religious backgrounds very, very public. So I feel like he is not someone who would settle for a two state solution or peace in the Middle East. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, God knows. I, there, I don't know what the answer is for, for that mess. So the Jews and the Palestinians are still at war? I know a Jew. <laughs> Let's put him in charge of. <laughs> I know a Jew, and he's related to me, and I trust him, so therefore it'll be him. Yeah. <laughs> therefore he is qualified. Like, I'm all pro-nepotism, but, man, at this level, it just seems... Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Colbert that dubbed the or the office that Kushner was being put on. Instead of the Office of American Innovation, it was the Office of Overt Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But what? So what was the other thing? It was it was reorganizing the government to be more like a company, solving the problems in the Middle East, and mm. oh right, updating all the technology in right. uh, the United States government. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like the, the VA where they have all that backlog of paperwork. You know, Kushner's a real estate guy, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. What technology background does he have? I mean, that, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just curious if he had some that I was. I wanted you to put it in context in case he wasn't another DeVos. I mean, maybe he is, you know, a super delegator. He knows how to hire good people and he knows how to get things done. But maybe this article says that that he is currently in talks with Tim Cook and Bill Gates and Elon Musk. Yeah, well, they were tapped early on for Technology Innovation Council, something, something. Right. So, eh, I I would love. I don't to even be. know what the yeah. <laughs> Well, Ray was right right off the bat. Government, business, totally separate. Yeah. Goals, entities shouldn't run government like a business. Can't run government like a business. No. It just doesn't make sense. It's not its purpose. It's not a, it's not the point of it. Right. Well, yeah, it's like Ray said, it's they're here to they work for us. They are there to protect us. And they're there to do our bidding. Not that they do that currently, but that's what they're there for. Well, <laughs> right. I don't know about do bidding, but at least and- improve the general welfare of the yeah, populace. Absolutely. Which would uh, just striking that off the list as fast as he can. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, he definitely, I mean, we all knew this going into this, but he definitely has a an authoritarian, I am in charge, you'll do as I say. And he, he does not think that he works for us, Donald, that is. That, right. That's, that's not in his scope of reality. He's wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully soon he'll be right. Yeah. Now I will say that if they're if they're tapping Bill Gates and Elon Musk to update government technology, well at least you know <laughs> Musk at least he gets shit done. Yeah. So, yeah, he does. And Bill Gates will make sure there's Windows running in every office <laughs> in the government. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'll be an improvement, but oh yeah. Uh, speaking of pri- <laughs> speaking of privacy, and um, since we talk about Bill Gates and Windows, so did you know the default installation of Windows 10 has sends a keylogger? A keylogger. It sends all of your keystrokes back to Microsoft. Oh yes. So listeners out there, go into your privacy settings and, and uncheck a bunch of boxes. <laughs> 
because and there's a bunch of them in there. It's not just one or two. I, it tell it gathers up all kinds of information. If you blew through the installation thing and just said next, next, next instead of actually looking at what it was asking you, yeah, you agreed to that. So you might want to go back yeah, and check your absolutely. privacy settings. While you, I was going to say <laughs> while we're on this and while you're in there. Mm. Check your power settings because the default setting in Windows 10 is to go to sleep and not actually power down. So if you've been running Windows 10 for a while and noticed your computer's acting strange and you don't know why, it's because it hasn't been powered down in like a year <laughs> because it it has a fast boot setting, mm. which means it never shuts down. They just set it to sleep so it appears to boot up faster. It doesn't actually boot any faster. So uh, I encourage you while you're changing that setting. <laughs> Change the other settings so your computer shuts down every once in a while. Mm. Be nice to your computer and it will be nice to you. <laughs> and learn learn a little bit more about how it well, works. <laughs> well, let's not go crazy. I'm not going to do a total PSA, but while we're doing them, yeah. again, because this, t- this is for me specifically, and it would, you know, take some business away from me, but it will help the people in general. If someone called you yeah. and said, hey, I'm, uh, let's say, from your bank, sure. Can I have... Uh, all your credit card information, your mother's maiden name, and the password, I would hope you would say no. So when someone calls you and say, I don't know, let's say I'm from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Well, you sound Indian. Ah, it makes me especially from Microsoft. Um, give me full access to your computer. Don't say yes. <laughs> Just hang up. Nope. It's never going to be Microsoft. No, Microsoft. I realize that you're older and you're not super familiar with the internet, but I assure you that they don't have. They're not. You're, they're not watching you, and they don't care. <laughs> you don't have a virus. Please just hang up the phone. Uh, I laugh, but it's so true. Yeah, it's really true, and it really bums me out. <laughs> uh, so I think we're wrapping up early, but I do have one other thing that I wanted to uh, to bring up. Unless you guys had something else to talk about, uh, what's going on in the government? Uh, I, I don't think, think I missed anything. Yeah, I was going to say this whole uh, invest and everything else. Again, like, <laughs> like you mentioned, sadly, I like other stuff that I saw, but it's so daily. Even when it's new, it feels like old news. Yeah, yeah. Like like Spicer lying to the press, or yelling at them in an awkward way, or telling that poor lady to stop shaking her head at him because he was Sean Spicer and yeah. she needs to start listening to what he has to say. Oh man. <laughs> Like, I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I I think about it, I get tired sometimes. And I think, well, maybe I'll, you know, I'll stop watching the news for a while. And damn it, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm watching. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm going to speak out. And to hell with you people. You're you do not. You make me angry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like you. I don't like you. (laughs) I shake my finger. (laughs) Uh, So the last thing that I have, have you guys heard of a folk singer named Woody Guthrie? Yes. I know him well. He uh, died in 67, but he had, yeah, I mean, he, I wouldn't call them hits, but he had a lot of songs. He was he was renowned, I would say. Yeah, yeah for his for his style of music, very much so. A classic right. singer-songwriter. So <laughs> I, I did not know this, but he had a song that uh, apparently he got fed up with his uh, landlord and wrote a song about how his landlord would not let black people into his community and his community you know he was always he was always big on his he loved where he lived but then he was just like yep it's uh, it was a beach ha- beach haven and the old beach haven ain't my home is mm-hmm. was one of the lines because he just couldn't be there anymore because his landlord was such a racist bigoted asshole <laughs> uh the song is entitled old man trump and it is about Fred C. Trump, father to Donald J. Trump. Wow. I had no idea. Mm. So the, but, the man that Donald Trump is forever going to seek approval from right. and never receive? <laughs> Fred C. Uh, Trump. So we've got, a, we've got a folk music band coming down the pipeline, <laughs> executive order style. Now, this was when? Back in the 60s? 50s, 60s? Uh, I, think it was, I think it started in the 50s. I don't exactly know when the song was written, but... Um, I know the song was bigger in the 60s. Now, when was it illegal to not rent to somebody based on their – not that I'm justifying, but when was it illegal? Was he doing something illegal or, or just immoral? Uh, I believe immoral. Okay. I don't believe it was until the late 60s that it, the law was passed that you couldn't discriminate. Okay. I'm not sure about that in any way, though. I'm going off a of memory, which we all know my memory isn't fantastic. <laughs> sure. That's why I have to have things in front of me. But yeah, I believe that he was doing this prior to it being a law. 
he was just, like you said, it was a moral problem. And it was recognized as a moral problem. Yeah. I mean, Guthrie was very, uh, very Outspoken. clear about his opinions on it. Yes. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I hope this doesn't gain too much momentum. Poor Ar- Arlo. Arlo will end up in Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> Singing Alice's Restaurant to all the other prisoners. Oh, God. I hate that song. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. I've tapped into something glorious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Whenever we went on a road trip when I was a kid, out it came. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Damn it. The song that never ends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's such a simplistic, asinine song. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox That's okay, now. I'm totally going to put that in the wind column. I feel like we just grew closer as friends. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, that's fantastic. So I'm not a big, uh, I'm not really big into folk music, and the song really didn't hit it, hit it off with me, but I just wanted to, to mention it because I find the lyrics uh, amusing. Right, I, I just, I like that the whole family has been kind of... Uh, you know, just represented as villains for years and years. <laughs> I mean, it's probably been 20 years now that whenever Sesame Street needs to needs a an evil uh, real estate villain that wants to tear down Sesame Street, they roll out the grouch Ronald Grump. <laughs> <laughs> like they've had him on like five times. Like, well, you know, obviously it's been years now. They don't they don't have him on currently. They're not trying to make some sort of protest statement. Sure. But yeah, the amount of times Ronald Grump has tried to. <laughs> Buy up Sesame Street so that he can put up a new a new shopping mall or high rise condos. That's pretty. Fantastic. I had no idea that that was a thing. I just had to uh, I had to Google that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, the hair is amazing. <laughs> so it's I, really uh, it's Oscar the Grouch, but with like orange like a, hair, right? A Trump wig, yeah. really. Fantastic. I think it's interesting though that Fred, I mean Fred C. Trump did set the tone. For Donald. I mean, he decided that the value of the real estate was more important than being a moral person. I mean, face it, back then in in the 50s and the 60s, it it would have likely decreased the value of the property had he allowed people of color to move in. But it would have, you know, moved our society forward and it would have – it was a good thing to do. And there was a reason we made it a law. So So you're saying he's the Prescott Bush of the Trump family? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy that. Well, plus he obviously injured Donald in some fundamental way. <laughs> so Some fundamentally mental way. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's all I got for this week. You guys have anything else? No. Again, I have to do a little more research on our president because now I wonder what the fundamental way was. Is is Donald like the Eric Trump of his family? <laughs> yeah, Probably. Or does he have, Don Jr. Does huh? he have preferred brothers and sisters? Yeah. Mm, I don't is he know. The Tiffany, is he the Tiffany Trump of his generation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he had any brothers and sisters. Oh, you know, um, he has a sister who's a judge somewhere. Oh. Donald. But I, I don't – I think he's got an older brother too. I don't remember. Probably named Fred. Fred Jr. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I don't remember offhand. Um, but yeah, I mean there, there is some obviously something fundamentally wrong with him. Just the just the, the the abject narcissism alone. So you're saying that he has mental issues and therefore we shouldn't make fun of him? <laughs> no, because he he has – they're not psychosomatic. They're not psychosis. They are a lack of moral fiber. They are um, – they're character flaws, not not a physical issue. Hmm. Did his father cause it? Eh, probably. <laughs> I don't know, but apparently he was low on the moral value, so. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a short uh, short show, but I blame Jared for going off and having fun without us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that's all that we are going to have for this week. If anybody has any comments, questions, or would like to ask anything, uh, you can feel free to go to profaneargument.com and leave your comment there on the Discuss app. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, and uh, I would also like to encourage people to check out shows on the Soon To Be Named Network at SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. You can, uh, if you're looking for more podcasts, you can uh, check out Prodigal Sons with uh, Ian and Jared, Puzzle Warriors 3 with uh, Ian and myself. Uh, you can also check out The Prime Defective, which also is hosted by Jared. And there's a whole bunch of other shows on there, but I'm not going through them all because I don't have a good list in front of me. And as we all know, my memory isn't the best. 
So soon to be named network.com. You can find them all, or you can also find them on profaneargument.com. I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. (laughs) 